Um, this morning, this morning's a celebration for us. Now, it's a bit confusing, I know, because we're saying 20 years of Rev, and some of you have been here for two years going, but we've only been here for two years. What, what is this 20-year thing? But, but I want to suggest this morning we're celebrating 20 years of youth ministry that's been run out of this place. But what's exciting, and Megan, I think, said it, is that this church was birthed out of a youth ministry. That God was doing something and birthed this. And I think that's spectacular, and I think it's a celebration for us all as a church. Even if we've never been to youth uh, on a Friday night, Rev Youth on a Friday night, we got a bit of a taste, a little bit of a taste. It's louder. And the lights are darker and it smells worse. Um, like, like a lot worse. Um, but I, I actually think the best way for us to start this morning is I want to honour some people. Uh, as we remember, I, I think it's worth us honouring some people. And firstly, I want to honour those people who have led our, our young people that have led our youth, who have cared for the young people on a Friday night or a, or a Sunday morning, for those people who have listened to young people, those people who have welcomed young people into, into their families, for those people who have taught our young people who Jesus is. And they've done it over lots and lots of years. And I want to Honour and I want to thank our Rev youth leaders in this house this morning. These guys show up every Friday night after a week of work usually and they give up their Friday nights because they believe in young people. They want to invest in young people. They, they care about them. They love them deeply. And I want to tell you that they show these young people who Jesus is every week. They don't just talk about it in a mic or sing about it. Can we, can we, do you know this morning we sang five songs? Only two of them weren't written by this church. It's kind of cool, isn't it? That's, they're words from our church, from our heartbeat, from our DNA, those words. But um, what was I saying? Something really important. Uh, we sang songs. Uh, they don't just talk about who Jesus is. They live it and they show young people who Jesus is. They show the love of God every Friday night. But it's not just Friday night. Who knows? Young people don't have lives just on Friday night. It's during the week. And our leaders do a spectacular job of cheering on young people. I, I just, I would love if you have been a Rev leader in the past, or you are currently a Rev leader, I just want you to stand and we want to acknowledge you and honour you in this moment. So please stand wherever you are, kind of around the room. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thank you, guys, for, for what you do, for what you've invested, past, present, and do you know what is really exciting? We, we got to pray with some young people before service today and, and I can see the future as well. And we, we're already grateful for what will be the future. Um, 
We're blessed because these leaders are in our life. We're blessed because there's young people, part of our church, who are growing as disciples in our church. And I actually want to also honour Sam and Megan at this point. Sam and Megan have led Rev Youth for the last two years since kind of moving into this space. And uh, Sam's not here this morning because Buddy's unwell, but, but we want to honour their leadership. And, uh, and actually, I, I just love, I love the focus on discipleship and that we have young people who are learning about who Jesus is. Who, who have a solid, firm foundation. And that's through the leadership of Sam and Megan and the whole team obviously pitching in as well. But just specifically want to honour and mention those guys. We also want to, just, just for a second, acknowledge and, and honour those who have led Rev in the past too. When we talk about 20 years, now, this is where it's a bit interesting because most churches have had youth ministry for a long time. The difference a little bit with Rev is that it's been a continuum of leadership. The same DNA that, DNA that started has been passed down generation to generation. In fact, there are some people in this room who were there 20 years ago. I'm looking at Lux, you were there 20 years ago. Dave, you would have been there 20 years ago. Susie, am I missing anyone else? Me, I was there, but look at this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah I can show you the lost hair. Uh, um, oh, yeah, I've gained some too, but... Um, okay, it's Nick. But we want to we wanna acknowledge those who went before and, and know that we as leaders get to build off the platform before, that we've had great leaders who empower and we want to acknowledge Rowan Castle, Rowan started Rev back in the day and he left a legacy that was so easy to take on. <laughs> he left a, a platform for us to just keep working from. Uh, I spoke with Rowan this week. I asked if he had anything he wanted to say and he told me, yes, Nath, it's the 20th anniversary, but you've done it in the wrong month. He was just keen to tell me it was actually March this year, should have been the 20th. So they're the words of wisdom from Rowan, so just take those. Um, uh, but from Rowan, uh, like I had the privilege of being able to lead Rev Youth, and then I then also had the privilege to pass on to Nick. And we want to acknowledge Nick's leadership uh, of Rev at a time when Rev was booming and thriving. And just thank you so much for the years you poured into Rev. Now, it wasn't like that was all you did. You, you had years of leadership before that. And I can tell you, the ministry that we have in schools wouldn't have been possible without you. That You are an amazing youth worker who's done some great stuff in schools. And we just want to honour what you've done and what you've set up. And some of the guys in the room, I'm sure Ethan would tell us that he wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you. So acknowledge and, and honour Nick in you at the moment. We also want to we also want to thank those who have cheered us on in the past, right? Who knows that you don't just keep going for 20 years without some support and encouragement. And we've mentioned Rowan and and Nick and some some other guys who who kind of led before, but but it's really uh it's an it's actually an honor that we have Alan Stephen in the room with us and uh just want to thank Alan for for the cheering on, 
of so many years. Alan was instrumental in starting Rev. Uh, it was part of a vision that, that he had had that, that we wouldn't just run a church youth group that caters just for church kids, but what if we ran a youth group that saw our community saved? What if we ran a youth group that linked our community services, kids doing it in some of the toughest situations and they could find a home where they belonged and were welcomed, where there wasn't judgment, where they heard the good news of Jesus every week. And we just want to thank you, Alan, for paving the way, for cheering us on, for your constant support in that. There's also some core officers along the way who cheered us on, who, who, who prayed who, who gave generously and we, and we acknowledge Ingle Farm Salvos this morning and the role that they played in, in who we are today and the, the support that was always given. Hebrews uh, 11, uh, the writer of Hebrews kind of lifts, lifts off in chapter 11 all the heroes of the faith. Kind of goes back here. Here are all the heroes of the faith. There's there's Moses and there's and there's Abraham and there's you know all, all these kind of heroes of the faith. But he says in in uh, chapter twelve he starts off. But these heroes, these these cloud of witnesses, cheer us on, so that we can keep pressing on towards the prize in front of us. So we can keep running the race. And we count those who have gone before us as that cloud of witnesses those who are cheering us on, and we're grateful, aren't we, that there's a heritage and a past. All right, speaking of a past, uh, we have a video from a special guest who just wanted to say something. So, uh, Nath, if you could, could play that video for us this morning. Now, that'd be great. Thanks. Hi, Rev. Mark here. Happy 20th birthday. Oh my gosh, I wish I could be uh, with you all to celebrate this amazing milestone. It, it, it seems like yesterday, well, 20 years ago, uh, when I first started Rev, um, you know, here in the northern suburbs of Adelaide, and, uh, you know, my buddies of mine, you know, Nathan and Brad, and we just hit the streets trying to win the world for Jesus. Um, you know, it, it's hard to think that in this time it, it's grown to be such an amazing thing where, where people can come and encounter uh, the love of Jesus uh, through the love of you all, uh, knowing who he is and being in relationship with him. So, look, I pray my blessings upon you while I'm here in Singapore, uh, starting Rev.Youth Singapore. Uh, things are going amazing. Snack Shack is a hit. Um, so, look, all my love to you all. I wish I was there. Um, have a fantastic 20. Um, hope to see you all soon. Um, but in the meantime, you know, just, just have, have a blast. Um, make sure there's uh, uh, more food on the table for everybody else when they need it. Uh, love you all. Thank you. Bye. All right. <laughs> Who knows that's like classic MC Mark. It's like he's here in the room pretending, pretending to be all professional or something. Uh, Rev.youth Singapore, <laughs> coming soon. We're international. Uh, this is the announcement that marks our international pastor. Oh, no, no. Um, all right, anyone love reminiscing? Do you, do you love kind of getting together and reminiscing about the past? It happens often at youth where, you know, we've packed up, we've done the vacuuming, we've, we've mopped up any spills and, and then the youth team kind of get together and we remember... What's happened in the past? We, we remember the funny stories. Usually it's Mark getting hurt out of the stories or Sam breaking things. Do you know that, you know, uh, youth quite often get the blame for breaking things. Can I tell you it's never the youth, it's always the leaders. 
Uh, it's either it's either Nick or Sam or probably Mark again, right? Um, we get together, we reminisce. I, I don't know what you were like at school, but in year 11 and 12 at school, all we did was reminisce about the first few years of high school. Does anyone else like that? It's kind of at lunchtime, you'd sit around and you just keep talking about the funny things that had happened the few years before. Um, Sometimes that was at the expense of doing the new thing and making new memories. You'd sit in a group and you'd, you'd kind of reminisce. Reminiscing is fun, right? Quite often ends in laughter. You're, you're remembering the funny stories. Um, it's a great way to build community, to, you know, sharing those, those shared experiences together. You, you're kind of talking about them. But there's also this morning, I think, a warning for when that goes a little bit too far. When we live for the past instead of putting our eyes forward. We're going to have a little look at part of the Exodus story together this morning. It's just a quick snapshot. God's people were miraculously rescued out of Egypt. Do, do we kind of know this story? Anyone watch The Prince of Egypt, the movie? Yeah, yeah. Uh, And they were led by a guy called Moses. And Moses had led the people, uh, the Israelites, out of Egypt under Pharaoh. And he had crossed the Red Sea, this miraculous thing where they crossed the Red Sea on, on dry land. And they had started this journey to God's promised land together. Who knows that it wasn't long, though, before God's people started to reminisce. They were facing some hard things like it's, it's not heaps of food or water in the desert. And they were starting to kind of get a bit antsy, you know, because they, they only had limited food, water supplies. And it didn't take long for their reminiscing of the past to turn into we want to go back. In fact, some were even saying, why did you lead us out here? I wish we had have just died instead of being out into the desert. Got to remember, God has just done the miraculous in this story. Like like the crazy miraculous, parting a sea, rescuing them from slavery. Yet now that they were in a difficult spot, they had decided it would be better to go back into slavery. Can I tell you at this point of the story, they had only been in the desert for a month and a half. Now, granted, I don't want to spend a month and a half in the desert, but I also don't want to be in slavery either. But this was not long after. The the people had reminisced to the point of wanting to go back. And although, again, God shows up in this story, and, and He provides an amazing provision. In fact, it tells us that that night, quails just appeared in their camp. And so they had plenty of meat to eat that night. And from then on, God provided manna, little pieces of bread, like wafers that tasted like honey, that God provided for them every step of the way. And each of them received exactly what they eat, they needed, no more, no less than what they needed. And they'd collect it every day. And if they, if they had more, then 
maggots would eat it up the next day. Their food would be full of maggots. It's an interesting part of the story. But, but God provided for them fresh every single day. We're going to look, this is kind of where we're heading now, Exodus 16. So this has happened, God's provided that, but He gives some instructions. So starting at verse 31, The people of Israel called the bread manna. It was white like coriander seed and tasted like wafers made with honey. Moses said, This is what the Lord has commanded. Take an omer of manna and keep it for the generations to come so they can see the bread I gave you to eat in the wilderness when I brought you out of Egypt. So Moses said to Aaron, take a jar and put an omer of manna in it. Then place it before the Lord to be kept for the generations to come. As the Lord commanded Moses, Aaron put the manna with the tablets of the covenant law so that it might be preserved. The Israelites ate manna 40 years until they came to a land that was settled. They ate manna until they reached the border of Canaan. And then verse 36, an omer is one-tenth of an ephah. Everybody know what an ether is? Uh, okay, we'll get to that in a second. Can we pray and then we'll, we'll have a look at this together. God, you are good. We thank you already this morning. Holy Spirit, you are at work. You are uh, uh, talking to us. You are, you are moving and you are uh, transforming us. We ask right now we'll humble ourselves before your word and we'll let it sink into our minds and our hearts. Let it transform us to who we are. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Okay. I don't know about you, but every time I look at the Exodus story, I get so frustrated with the Israelites. I get so annoyed with them. They're whinging, their lack of faith over and over again. But I get really annoyed with their memory. Okay, hear me out. I get annoyed with their memory. Now, they were spending time remembering what had happened in the past, but their memory was whack, yeah? It was was the wrong thing that they had been focused on. It was like they only had long-term selective memory and they weren't remembering and they had forgotten all the bad things of their long memory. (laughs) They were only remembering kind of and wishing for what they currently didn't have. Who knows that memory is pretty selective, Does anyone love the term, the good old days? Does anyone love that term? Even in my own thoughts this week, thinking about, you know, Rev Youth and and 20 years of my life kind of poured into Rev Youth, I, I can lean towards remembering the good old days of Rev. It doesn't take me long to get to that idea. Oh, remember the good old days of Rev? But the reality is, can I tell you this morning, the good old days of Rev were really, really hard. And actually, the good old days are very rarely actually the good old days. They're selective memories for us. My mind has created a highlight reel in the past of what Rev was like. And and that highlight reel leaves out the heartbreak. And it leaves out the tough weeks and it leaves out the sleepless nights and it leaves out the hard conversations and it leaves out the smell and it leaves out like, like the, the camps. <laughs> oh man, camps, it leaves out camps. They're, they're gone from my memory. Because when we remember the good old days, it, it's selective. 
We can pine for the good old days sometimes, can't we? We can even be like the Israelites and want to go back to the good old days. Who knows when things get a little bit challenging, when we're stretched, when life is a little bit difficult, when there's change, it's easy to take a step backward and want to go back to the familiar, isn't it? When things are rapidly changing around us, it's pretty easy for us to say, this is a bit too hard in this moment. Let's just go back, just like the Israelites were doing. You see, God was trying to lead them forward to something far greater than they had ever, ever had. A land to call their own. And not just, not just any land, an abundant land. And He wanted to set them up for generations and generations that would bless the entire world. But the Israelites could only think about going back to Egypt, back to slavery. Now, I said that I get annoyed with uh, God's people and the Israelites in the Exodus story, but I want to tell you who was probably more annoyed than me, and that was Moses, the guy trying to lead the Israelites through the desert. Moses was getting so annoyed with God's people. But God had this great idea. So the people are whinging, we don't have enough food, we don't have you know, enough water, we don't have, the, the supplies here kind of suck and we're in the desert, let's just, let's just go back. Well, well, God gives them the provision they needed for that moment. Remember the manna? Manna every morning that they collected, God provided for them. But God then has a great idea and He tells Moses, Moses, what I want you to do is in this moment, I want, you, I want you to pick up some of that manna and I want you to place it in a jar. I want you to put an omer of manna in a jar. Now that's actually quite a bit. It's about one and a half kilos. That's, that's a decent sized loaf of bread, right? One and a half kilos. Anyway, puts it in a jar. And the idea was that the jar wasn't to be touched, wasn't to be eaten from, but it was to be kept with them as a reminder of God's provision in that moment. They were to keep the jar as a constant and active reminder of God's presence, His provision and His rescue. It was to help their memory. Now, what I love is that they didn't build a monument to go back to and visit, right? Who knows sometimes we can do that? We want to build a monument. God moves, we want to build a monument and we want to stay there. Or we're happy to move away from it, but we keep coming back to visit. We keep coming back. They didn't choose to build a monument in the desert. Instead, they had a jar. (laughs) He thinks that's kind of a simple idea. They had this jar. A jar that went with them. A jar that as they travelled forward allowed them to keep their focus forward because the jar was with them. Rather than a monument which they had to keep looking back to, they had a jar which they kept with them as they moved forward. This weekend, uh, Friday night and this morning, as you've heard, we've been remembering a little bit about where we've come from. 
But can I tell you this morning, we don't wanna build monuments. We don't wanna, we don't wanna build a place where we keep turning back to and have to keep visiting. We want it to be more like that manager that we carry with us as we continue to move and press forward. We want to remember the good things God has done, right? Yep. Turn to the person next to you and say, we want to remember. Yeah, that was to make sure that you were still awake. Uh, We want to remember the good things God has done. But who knows that we don't want to create, recreate what He's done in the past. God has new things for us, right? We don't want to recreate. We don't want to go back to the past, right? We want to keep moving forward. We want to, don't want to take steps backwards. As we remember this morning, we don't want to fixate on the past either. We don't want to just be stuck there. But instead, the good news that I have for you this morning is that uh, in every situation, in every circumstance we face, is that we have a God who is good, who has been faithful and trustworthy in the past, who is faithful and trustworthy in the now, and we can trust Him into our future, can't we? Can I tell you something this morning, Rev Church? God is still leading us forward. We can take these moments to remember the past and honour them, but God is leading us forward. Just like the Israelites, He is leading us from captivity, slavery and death to freedom, to healing and a full, rich and satisfying life. Who believes that this morning? That's God's plan for us. He doesn't want us to live in the past. He doesn't want us to be stuck in the addiction, in the slavery, but He wants to lead us into freedom. God still has a plan and a purpose for His church. Do we believe that? Our world is broken. People in our families and communities need to be rescued, don't they? They need to be set free. They need to be redeemed. I wonder if you remember uh, the picture from Ezekiel that we looked at last year. Does anyone remember the prophecy of Ezekiel? I'll, I'll retell it so you don't have to remember too hard. But, but Ezekiel had this picture. And it was a picture of God's temple. And under the doorway of the temple, there was a slight trickle out the door of water. And that, that water kind of headed down the steps. And as it headed down the steps, it, it kind of got bigger. And by the time it headed out of the walls of Jerusalem, it it had turned into a a bit of a stream. And then that stream picked up more momentum and turned into a river. And that river flowed all the way to the Dead Sea. And everywhere the river went, everywhere the water went, do we remember what happened? There was life. Things that were dead in the past came to life, sprung with life. On the banks of that stream, Fruit trees grew. The Dead Sea, saltiest place on earth, something like that. Lowest place on earth as well. Yeah. Uh, no, no life could live in the Dead Sea. But as soon as this stream hits it, what happens? We see fish, wildlife coming to life. 
church, I'm believing that we will see life spring forth in the northern suburbs of Adelaide. All generations, young, old, in between, all generations, filled with the Holy Spirit and impacting their neighbourhoods. Can I tell you, God's not finished with us. What we've seen in the past is a taste of what we might see in the future. That God has a plan for His church to be like that river in the city of Adelaide. That we might see life wherever we go. I believe we haven't seen the best yet. Are we expectant? Are we praying for it, church? Are we praying for more? Is our faith building as we hear stories of what's happened in the past? Has anyone, their faith's built a little bit this morning? Man, I, I just loved seeing so many young people just up the front praising God, right, in their own tongue. I know, I know sometimes we think church, we need to be super like, holy and, and proper, and, and there's a place and a time for that. But who, how good is it just people talking in their, in their normal tongue about how good God is? Can I tell you, God is still providing for us. I don't want to build a monument in the past. I don't want us to keep revisiting every six months, you know, the, the 20 year and six month anniversary and the 21st anniversary. I don't want to keep doing that because I don't want to build a monument in the past, but I want to carry in my hand every day the jar that shows me God's provision, that shows me how good God's been in the past. And I know that He'll be good right now. And I know that He'll continue to be good into the future. And what we've seen in the past, the freedom, the salvation and the healing we've seen in the past is a small taste as to what He still has planned for us as a church and a people. This morning, if you've come here and if you're feeling broken, can I tell you that there is a God who can restore and heal you? God is still providing for us daily. Can you see it? Who knows that we sometimes need to count it? Count your blessings. There's this, does everyone know that song, Count Your Blessings? Can I tell you, that's, that's pretty good advice, guys. That's pretty good. You keep singing that song. That's like the jar in your hand, counting your blessings. Not, not remember your past. Count your blessings daily. Ah, this morning we remember and we honour the past for sure. But not to go back and revisit it, but to press on ahead full of faith, knowing God's goodness, His faithfulness and His provision will be with us. Can we pray? And then we're going we're gonna to sing again just about the goodness of our God. God, you are good and we, we thank you so much. Like, like we are so grateful, our hearts are full for what you've done in our past. We thank you for the years that we've had together. We, we thank you for the lives that we've seen change. But we thank you also that you are a God of the present and the now. You're not just a God of the past. That you have new blessings and new mercies for us every single day. We hold lightly the jar with us. 
And we thank You that You are not finished with us yet, that there is more to come. I still believe You're moving. I still believe You're speaking and that You are working all things for good. Can we stand and we're going we're gonna to sing that together?